Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They his buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Second Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun, play fake, step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday to you, June 26, 2023. It's a new week, the last week of June, and this is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports oh, Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Hope you had a great weekend. Nick Roush, how was your weekend? It was a pretty good weekend. Um, just nice. We did a, did a pool day on Saturday. It was uh, nice and sunny. Uh, busted out uh found the old croquet set we had uh hiding in the garage that's a fun lawn game just it's like it's like golf with an obstacle course so had a lot of fun with that this weekend um and uh weather the storm so i would say all in all uh, a pretty solid weekend there tj how about yourself it was great went by too quickly saw the new jennifer lawrence movie on friday and mostly was uh, kind of just taking it easy most of the weekend. Of course, you had the the crazy storms yesterday, uh, which, well, I hope everybody's all right. Hope everybody's safe. Hope that their property is is all right. You can always replace that, though, if, if need be. But, Roush, I really think that I, like, I, I was, we were kind of getting ready to go up for the night. Baby was long asleep. You get the the first storms that come through around like six six ish, give or take, mm-hmm. and those were not good. But that they come and go, and then you can come sunny outside. The weather's like yeah. really nice. I went out, hung out on the deck for a little bit before totally being done with the evening. Uh, but then we're winding down, getting ready to go to bed, and the second storm comes in, and I'm like, I'm looking out the window watching it, and basically seeing if some of my patio furniture is going to to blow around, see if the cover off my green eggs is going to come off, because sometimes in really high wind, that thing will come off. And it's a little bit of a pain to get back on. So I'm watching that. And then I just kind of start to see all this debris, like leaves and sticks and stuff, just basically not just like shoot around via wind, but it all looks like it's like getting sucked up. And I'm like, oh my gosh, am I like witnessing the start of a tornado right here in the back in my own backyard? Because all these leaves were just, it, it looked like they were just getting sucked up. And then started to hear like noises that the wind was just unreal. It really did sound like a train. 
I'm like, I'm pretty convinced that there's a tornado forming in my backyard right here. And I'm seeing all of it. But it was kind of off to the side, like the darkest clouds. So it was like, it's probably coming near my the side of the house, which I didn't have great vision to. So like, I went to another window to see. I didn't see a funnel cloud, but I did see what I thought was maybe like the start of where a tornado starts. And then sure enough, it passes and nothing ends up happening. The grill cover did blow off, unfortunately. But that looks like to be the extent of how we had it in our yard. But sure enough, Mark with a C on Twitter says there was a microburst just occurred in Linden. And likely 70 or 80 mile per hour winds. I believe it. I think I saw the microburst. Not a tornado, Roush, but I did see a microburst. Scoots, did those storms keep you up? Did you keep an eye on them? Uh, oh, yeah. You all know me. I am a huge weather geek, especially when it comes to storms. I Yeah, I just I geek out over all of them. We actually got storms yesterday morning as well at my house. So I started the day with storms and ended the day with storms. So it was a pretty good Sunday for your boy. Uh, I, I did not know microbursts were a thing. Um, I got a microwave this weekend, so take that, TJ. Microwave greater than microbursts. Nothing wrong with a good microwave either. <laughs> I, I, I was just happy the hail wasn't as bad as last going around. I mean, the, the stuff we got in, um, and right after Derby, was about golf ball size. And so when I saw hail was happening, it was like, all right, let's clear out the garage, put, move the car in there. Like we're not, not dealing with this again. Uh, I, the, the part I was, I was hoping we wouldn't get the sirens to go off. Um, but once that happens, like, okay, let's see how the boys do. And they actually were great downstairs. So that was a pleasant surprise in between, uh, dinner and bedtime that like oh they like just messing around in the unfinished basement for an hour like whatever as long as they're happy we're happy yeah we were having a nice sunday dinner at the at the parents house and it was they had made a nice dessert and we were kind of watching the golf tournament which was really just watching the weather because they put the golf tournament on the little tiny bitty screen in the bottom corner and then just had the weather which is fine i get it you want to keep people safe but so basically we were watching the weather we were like, uh, do we want to try to get home before the storm's coming? And we were out in the east end, um, so we knew that we had a little extra time to do it. So we were driving home as like the sirens were going on there for that first storm around 5 o'clock or 5 or 6 o'clock. I guess it was closer to 6 o'clock-ish. So that was kind of scary. It wasn't – the weather was fine, though. It was barely, barely even raining when we were driving home. But almost like the second we got in the garage, it started, it started pouring – we hung out in the basement a little bit before bedtime, too. But again, hope everybody's safe. Uh, I know that there was significant hail damage in surrounding areas. So that's kind of, I think, closer to French Lick in Indiana. It was really messing up yeah, the golf course up hard. there. Oh, they're, like, they're, uh, they got that big glass ceiling, too, at West Baden. Apparently, they had to shut that down because it just got so much hail. They had like apple sized hail out in French Lick. So crazy. How do they shut down the big glass thing? Well, no, I mean they're like they can't, they can't let people in there because I guess they're so much glass shattered due to the hail. Yeah, they actually okay, did. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. so it did shatter. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Not the whole thing, but I guess a lot of it is is shattered. So, not good. No, it's not good. I've seen some pictures from their putting greens and fair, even some of their fairways, and it just. 
oh, that's 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 not going to be a good cleanup. That's not going to be fun to wake up this morning and see all that damage. But wild storms yesterday. It wasn't uh, such a wild UK sports weekend. Obviously, plenty of news to talk about, but nothing. If you feel like did I miss anything big? No, not not particularly. Uh, but there are things that you did miss, and that's what Kentucky Roll Call is going to talk about here this morning. The Reds' win streak comes to an end. Boom! Unfortunately yep. for Cincinnati, man. Now they're, a, now they're on a losing streak. It did. Uh, it the one thing that was it was pleasantly surprising though. I thought they would uh, it would might come to a screeching halt early, especially when they went down five nothing on Friday in the first inning. You're like, oh god, here it goes. Um, but then Ellie De La Cruz hit the cycle for a sold out crowd. That place was buzzing, buzzing, pretty crazy. Yeah, good weekend for for the Reds. All those crowds looked absolutely packed, and probably a good weekend if you went to any of the games, unless you were rooting for the Reds, with the exception of Friday. But uh, they were good games. They were close games for the most part. So uh, good to see baseball alive and well in Cincinnati. And baseball alive and well still in the college world. We'll yeah. get a game three tonight. I'm not sure if either one of you all watched any of LSU Florida over the weekend. Saturday's I watched game some of Sundays. Was, <laughs> Saturday's game was a doozy. Sunday, and there's a home run so derby, much, man. Not so much. What was the final score there? 24 to 4 or something? That's correct. Yeah. Most Yeesh. runs ever scored in a college World Series game. Um, I, I think I turned it on and it was something like six to two. And, it, you know, you, you're around that kind of Sunday, let's relax nap time sort of deal. And I think there was three home runs hit just like back to back to back. And I'm like, hey, Duke, look, home runs. And he even, he was not entertained enough to keep him uh, glued to the TV. It's like, come on, they're hitting home runs. Just let me fall asleep. Yeah, we were, we were flipping back and forth, but I felt like every time we'd flip back and forth to the baseball game, there'd be more runs, and it got to a point where it was like, okay, well, this one. Yeah, I think we, making it out of the rotation, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just too too big of a blowout. But we'll get a game three tonight, maybe see a little bit of Skeens pitch for LSU. Uh, this whole – maybe it's just because Kentucky got paired with them in the Super Regionals, but it almost feels like this tournament's just been LSU's story, and it's been a, a script written for the Tigers. But Florida yesterday saying, "Hey, okay, we're not, we're here too. Don't don't forget about us." So we'll we'll see who wins the SEC. And it is funny that neither one of these teams played in the SEC tournament championship just the you know over a month ago, whenever that was. But they'll battle out tonight. Winner will be not your SEC tournament champion, but your NCAA baseball tournament champion. Uh, so that's exciting. And UK baseball, by the way, we may get to it a little bit later on today. They've added some pieces here and there. The Batcats focus on defense, continues to just improve its defense. One of the best fielding teams in college baseball last year. They're they're making sure that that's not going to change. Uh, maybe we'll get to that a little bit later on. We'd love to hear from you on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. 502-414-1450. You text it in. We read it on air. Pop in a Thornton's today. Get all the good gas station Thornton's goodies that you've come to know and love over the year. They've got brick, they've got breakfast and brisket sandwiches, both of them. Check them out today. Make sure you're a refresher and rewards member, and you're going to save time and money each and every time you go to the pump. And who couldn't afford to save a few bucks with uh, the Thornton's refresher and rewards coupon? It's not really a coupon, 
but you scan yeah. it, you punch in your number. It's basically a coupon. Oh, yeah. Uh, a text into the personal text line says, you're not going to talk about what you thought about the Jennifer Lawrence movie? Uh, no hard feelings. Did you have any hard feelings towards the movie? No hard feelings towards the movie. So just fine? It was, it was, a, it was a good movie. It was watchable. It was enjoyable. It's, it's not going to win any awards. Uh, but if it was on TV, again, I'd probably check it out. I'd say it's sadly like a notch above the no strings attached, fringe with benefits type of like rom-coms. Yeah, yeah. And those were fun movies. Again, yeah. not going to win awards. Um, but it was better than those two. So I would say it's a little bit better than that, but probably in the same neighborhood. Nicer house, well, same neighborhood. Uh, you know what? I've just, I think we need more movies in that neighborhood. Um, there aren't many comedies that become movie theater movies anymore. I mean, in our, when we were in that middle school time frame, middle school, high school, TJ, you had your stepbrothers, role models, uh, Ricky Bobby, like, you, you know, you had a good lineup where at any given mo moment, at the movie theater, there was at least one kind of big budget comedy out there, and they just don't make those anymore. So I'm I'm glad those movies are being made, even if they are a little mindless at times, and you kind of know where it's going to go. Like sometimes that's all you need. You just need a a warm spoonful of that that good sweet rom com. Uh, proposal. Watch that recently. Hilarious movie. Just nice easy watching. That's all you need sometimes. Yeah, I, you know, I'd almost I would say it's. Proposal, same neighborhood as well. Um, but there, there's some good actors and actresses, some, some funny faces in this one. And I thought Jennifer Lawrence did a great job. Like, I, I thought she, she, the, the shortcomings of the movie are not her fault in the slightest. And the shortcomings, I would be like, just some plot things, just some writer, like writers just didn't really know how, what else to do. So mail it in here or there, just little things. But again, it, it wasn't a movie that was, made to to win any major awards or anything like that but it was fun i would recommend seeing it uh, it's not one that you probably have to see in theaters but if you do like seeing movies in theaters then why the heck not uh, but it is probably one that you can wait for a, a little date night at home stream it on the smart tv so there's your tj walker movie recap on a monday ah love a good tj walker movie recap on a monday scoots did you watch any movies this weekend or is it a live pd friday I mean, I'll give you one guess, Roush. You know I didn't watch any movies. Come on, man. I don't have time. I, didn't know. I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. Well, what were you doing? So busy scoots. No, yeah. I mean, for me, it was one of those weekends, and TJ alluded to this. It was definitely not long enough. I, um, God, what did I do this? Well, I did the Rutherford show on Friday. Came home Friday, didn't do much after that. Saturday, I did get out and golf, but we're not going to talk about that because it was more oh, like no. a child playing golf. Um, yeah, I just, I mean, I did a lot of relaxing. I sat on my couch a lot this weekend, which is good, but I did not watch any movies, no. Sorry, buddy. What, how, so how'd it go with, with Trevor on Friday? I was able to listen to like probably only about 60% of it because we were getting out of that movie. Uh, how'd it go? I thought it went pretty well. I mean, I, I I told Trevor before I left the studio on Friday that it was a uh, it went a heck of a lot better than I thought it would, and it was a heck of a lot of fun. So I, I sure. think that's probably mission accomplished, right? If you have fun, go on. 
No, I mean that's yeah. if if you have fun. That's I feel like that's. <laughs> you know what that reminded me of TJ is uh, <laughs> Jennifer Schmucks when um, uh, people say I'm a dreamer. It's like you're gonna finish the line. No, <laughs> people say I'm a dreamer. <laughs> I definitely thought that Scoots had more to give there. No, I was done. I thought, I thought we were gonna get like, but I'm not the only one, or something like <laughs> that. But no, no, not nothing there. I would say, okay, you sounded, and you got to do this with Trevor from time to time. You did seem like you wanted to be kind of on a script, like let's keep it moving along. A little bit, yeah. I mean, like I said, I had a few notes written down um, of things that I thought we should cover. But yeah, I mean, we we definitely went off script several times so and I, I didn't let that freak me out i mean it, it is what it is that's what you get when you work with trevor so you went to three props i did yeah pretty lame including huh? the infamous you went to a prom while in college correct as a freshman in college oh, you and trevor yep i did trevor that. i think was like older than just a freshman in college yeah i think so i think he was like 24 or something i thought so too yeah yeah so you weren't 24, though. No, I was 19. And we were, me and the girl that I went with were, I don't know, I wouldn't say we were dating, but we were kind of dating at the time. Fun fact, it's it was actually, uh, her dad was the guy who got me the job at Walmart. So hopefully, he, hopefully he doesn't find out about that summer. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Look what he did. That's... Uh, obviously, it didn't work out with you and the prom girl. It did not. No. Now she's happily married. She's got a great guy. I'm I'm happy for her. Oh yeah, <laughs> but not not as great as the guy Scooch, though. Am I right? <laughs> he's uh, he's up there with me. What were you doing? This goes back to the P Diddy and the big city conversation from last week. But what were you doing dating a high schooler your freshman year of college? Wouldn't you want to get to Bloomington, get to the big city? You're finally out of Pekin. Wouldn't you want to spread those little wings of yours? Sow your oats. See, when I say dating, it was like very, very loosely dating. Like most people would not call what we were doing dating. I mean, we we were just. Oh, yeah. What would they call it? Oh, here we go. That's that sounded horrible. It wasn't like that either she was kind of awkward she and she was it was one of those relationships like she really wanted it and i was kind of like eh, i'm not really sure about this so i, I guess i just entertained entertained her for a while well how could she be so confused you only went to prom with her eh. like it sounds like you were probably i, I might have okay with the the relationship angle that she was throwing on i might have been sending out a few mixed signals from time to time that's Dragging her along. That, that happens <laughs> as long as you realize it. Well, it, it all worked out for the best. What about your other? Uh, so your juniors go to your senior proms? Uh, yeah. Well, if you're a junior or a senior, you go to prom. That's weird. Oh, yeah. So it's yeah, like it was weird. like juniors and seniors all at prom hanging out. But you can bring somebody younger. Like I could have gone to prom as a freshman and sophomore too, had I been invited by a junior or senior. The upset of the century that you aren't. I agree. I agree a thousand percent. You were back in those days. (laughs) And it's kind of weird that like juniors and see, I get it. If you go to a small school, you just probably want more people there because if you, you got a small class, you probably just don't want it to be like 30 people just dancing in like a circle. So the more kind of the merrier, but isn't prom supposed to be like a sending off sort of deal? Like, Hey, say your goodbyes. I guess it's just a little bit more sentimental as a senior than it is as a junior. 
See, I always took prom to be just like an upperclassman party, you know? You made it to your last two years of college, or your last two years of high school, now it's time to party. It's I've always yeah. known prom to be juniors and seniors. I would say, too, like, TJ, to your point is we had a junior prom, and it was fine, but just combining it would have been, I think, the the much more fun move. Just because, you, like you said, you would have had more people there. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I, I, I can get it. I can dig it, Scoots. Scoots, three-time prom star. That's right. Technically, just two for me. Went to one at St. X and then went to, to one at Assumption. Roush, what was your number? I think just one. Whoa, what a yeah, loser. We, we, <laughs> hey, whoa, whoa. You're, you're talking to uh, prom king, though. Uh, suckers. I was homecoming king. Not prom yeah, king, though. I don't think I got homecoming. But, um, yeah, she, uh, she, she was weird about prom and morning. Like, I, that, there was something there on why she didn't want to go to her own, uh, prom at Mercy. I, what? I yeah, she, like, did not want to go, was very adamant about it. We did a junior prom together there. She was very anti senior prom at Mercy. And I, I, I don't. I don't know. I felt like there was more there than than let on. I, I don't. I don't. I don't really know why. So you didn't. You, you couldn't like jump ship to somebody that wanted to go do do a prom, do some fun. Nuh-uh. I mean, no. I, I probably should have in hindsight, but you know, young love, young dumb and in love. The assumption prom, you ate dinner like at the venue. Eh, it, I didn't like it. I think we did that at uh, the DeSales one. We were at the old Executive West, or no, Executive Inn. Um, oh, my gosh. Which, yeah, that place ruled. Very old. We had a nice little back ballroom. It was cool. Was did y'all do the whole limo thing? Mm-hmm. We did not do a limo. We did. Um, we were in uh, my buddy's dad's excursion. Uh, <laughs> big old car. We, I think we had a party bus. I think I don't remember if it was for the St. X or the Assumption one, but it, it had a dancing pole in it, which when the parents found out, they Whoa. weren't too thrilled about it. <laughs> Scandalous. But our problems, they'd like breathalyze you when you got there and whatnot. It, they they were over the top in terms of making sure oh, there was no shenanigans. Yeah. But the real fun would start like at the after right. parties. The, the problem was the the pregame, in, a, in essence. Um, but that, that was what was fun, though, is like you ate. You dance for a couple hours, and then, like, I don't know. I felt like we left around 10 o'clock and then just, you know, party the night away elsewhere. Got after it, yeah. Uh, Roush, you won't be surprised to hear that Trevor was like, so, Scoots, out of the three, how many ended with you going back to a hotel room? Because everything that dude gets from anything is just from a TV show or a movie. Pop culture, yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's just, well, prom means afterwards you go to an apartment Scoots, you had the appropriate answer of what 98% of people that go out after prom, what they actually do. Yeah. No, I agree. It, it, Trevor did that on – that was the one thing about doing that show with him on Friday. He put me in like two or three just really uncomfortable spots. And I was like, Trevor, I'm not going to answer that. Like we're, we're not talking about this. We're, we're moving on. That's what he does. He asked me at one then- point if he could date a 19-year-old. I was like, Trevor, you're almost 50. No, you can't date a 19-year-old. Well, I mean, in theory, like, I mean, technically, is there anything wrong with it? I'm sure there's plenty of uh, wealthy gentlemen who do that quite often. Maybe not 19, but um, 
but also Trevor, like we're, we're not living in la la land here. Like this is the real world. Um, but yeah, that, that, that is the, there's, there's about three cringe worthy moments every time we do radio with Trevor. Like you don't have to spell it out. Like yeah. you can just, you can, you don't have to be so explicit. <laughs> just, ah, oh, big. If guy. it's a low hanging fruit, that guy's going to pluck it. That's Trevor yeah. for you. We love them all the same though. And, uh, yeah, Scoots had said that he went back to, to house parties after his proms as well. So, also did the also did the after prom one year. Our high school had all these like inflatables. They had like the big boxing gloves and stuff. That was fun. Oh man, that does sound like a blast. It was awesome. Did they have the the jousting stick thing? Yeah. Oh no, anything no. Oh. anything you can think of that involves an inflatable, our high school had it. It was it was a lot of fun. Do they have yeah. the the like the the self velcro thing where you could jump and like attack? Oh yeah, to yeah, wall? yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, I'm telling great. you guys, if if you can think about it and it inflates, our high school had it for after prom. It was a lot of fun. I imagine you could be pretty lethal at that velcro thing. You get a couple strong guys to throw you up there. They probably get you so high you wouldn't want to fall. I was doing the. Uh, I just remember doing the thing where I was flipping onto it. Like I would just run up to it and just do a front flip and get stuck hanging upside yeah. down. That's awesome. <laughs> Much better than going back to an old motel room. That's right. Way more funner. Yeah. I, I do feel like, Roush, every 90s show that we'd grow up watching, though, would have that plot episode. Oh, like, yeah. And Full House this, definitely had that. Boy Meets World definitely had th- that. That 70s show was very awkward. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. They um, definitely had it as well. So you can understand why poor Trevor thinks that's just the norms. That's all he goes off of. All right, we'll get in. Uh, there was some news. There was football news, good and bad. We've got basketball things to touch on, especially regarding Trey Mitchell. We'll up to update you with the latest there. That was kind of a weird little source off there on Friday that we haven't had a chance to talk about just yet. We do have sports to get to. We're going to get away from the prom talk. Get your text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Radio with TJ Walker and Roush and Justin. Kevin. Yeah. That is my name. Yeah. They call me Kevin. Yeah. Because that's my name. Roll call. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Welcome back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen get in contact with the show by texting on in the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. And get a good lunch in Louisville by stopping in at a Salsaritas. Two locations in town. Middletown, it has a drive-thru. And St. Matthew's, a nice big covered patio and a newly renovated interior. Both locations are amazing and not just because of the great staff that works there but the delicious food that they're going to serve up to you fresh and made to order at salsaritas download the salsaritas app save yourself some time and money 
and you build up rewards, eventually getting free entrees and other goodies along the way at Salsaritas in Louisville. Okay, Roush, the big dog is married. It, it, it very much had a, um, like a big blue nation royal wedding type vibe to it. Um, looks like a, looks like a good time. It was a, a real who's who cast of characters. Uh, there, what love seeing some of the the former players that made it, like your uh, Wandale came back, Chris Rodriguez there, Lynn Bowden. It was uh, it was it was cool. It was cool seeing some of the pictures and stuff that uh, were shared from the event. Big congrats to uh, Vince and his uh, new wife Renee on their blessed nuptials. Very exciting stuff. Wish them the best. Looked like it was a real hoot of a time at the wedding. What did you make of the Vince the Vince Marrow tweet? He, he didn't have to tweet. Um, he didn't need to. Uh, but you know what? I love a good Vince tweet. Just that you just sometimes it just can come out as jumbled up letters, but that's why we love them, right? You Send didn't see in. it. He tweeted on Saturday. Around 9.54 at night. I got the target I wanted. This is SEC ball, and we got an SEC grown man. Go Big Blue. Of course, didn't spell grown correctly. Spelled it grown as in... Uh, a grown. Yeah. You know, you're, it's a grown. Uh-huh. Like a noise. Not grown as in somebody that's been... That is that is big. Right, right. It... um. To be clear, that was Saturday. That was the day after, and it was after Demarion Witten uh, announced his commitment to Ohio State. That was um, that that was one of the guys that like it was it was going to be uh, all right. If Ohio State really wants him, they'll probably get him. But Kentucky's right there. Uh, Ohio State they 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 put the squeeze on him at an official visit. So uh, Vince, uh, not too happy. But like I said, that that at least was the day after the wedding. Yeah, not not there, like at the altar, tweeting that out. Uh, some UK fans had an issue with it. Some didn't mind it. Some just kind of embarrassed by his spelling. I, I, his Witten's dad seemed a little upset. There was a, uh, yeah, yeah. So that happened. But you know, it's... Witten's dad was upset with the tweet. I didn't see that. Uh, yeah, he had a couple just in general, like. Definitely subtweets directed towards Vince in UK. He's he's coming to play close to home, get better, and blah 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 blah. Uh, I also saw where this is the fir- only the second time that Ohio State has taken two tight ends in a class since like 1996 or something. So, yeah, uh, Kentucky thought they had a shot there because they normally only take one. Well, they end up taking two. It's kind of a bummer. Just kind of a bummer. Yeah, yeah. It does seem like UK is going to be all right at that position. Yeah, they uh, got Willie Rodriguez Friday morning. That happened after classic KRC curse. Uh, but happy uh, Willie Rodriguez got in the fold. He was the guy too, TJ, that there was, a, there was a time this spring when Arkansas and South Carolina and Ole Miss, and you had some of these other SEC schools that were – Going up to Northern Kentucky and offering a scholarship, and you're sitting there waiting. All right, UK, what what's going on here? What what, what are we waiting on? Uh, 
finally a little bit before spring ball and all that got rolling. Liam and Vince went up to Northern Kentucky, offered him a scholarship, and really from that point on, it was it was Kentucky's to lose. Uh, they got him on campus for that official visit, and I think that was very impressionable. Um, and uh, as somebody up in Northern Kentucky said, it's like, as long as Notre Dame doesn't get in, you're in good hands. Because uh, you, you know how it is, the small Catholic schools, right? Like uh, whether you're Louisville or Cincinnati area, you get Notre Dame involved, it can be tricky. They did not. They stayed away. And uh, despite, I mean, South Carolina did a lot of phone calling late in the game, and so did Virginia Tech. Uh, he officially visited Virginia Tech and Purdue, but they couldn't they couldn't get it done. Cat's got a big commitment from a guy who TJ, he looks like one of these big, like I'm just gonna bust your ass kind of blockers in the trenches. But he's got some exceptional talent and he, I mean, he's a fleet of feet out in the open field. All right. Good to hear. I'm all for it. Uh I don't I don't really think you get like the I, I know a ton of Louisvillians, Catholic families and Louisvillians that have family members that are Notre Dame fans or like Notre Dame. I have a buddy that went to Notre Dame. I don't know. When's the last time that a huge target from Louisville went to Notre Dame? Um, it's been a while. There was like I, I think if Brian Brom, Notre Dame was probably his, you know, they, they were one of his finalists. They were a significant player. But you are correct in that. Uh, but like Northern Kentucky, you know, they, they Michael Mayer was, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, where they're a player up there. So, um, yeah, the Brown recruitment though now would have been over would have been over twenty, 20 years, years at this ago, point, mm-hmm. almost twenty five years. Uh, I'm sure there's probably somebody that we're missing, or at least like a notable player that we're missing along the way. But you just don't get the the influence to go to Notre Dame, or maybe Notre Dame hasn't thought that there's been as many Louisville targets worth going and and trying to to grab, but. Northern Kentucky, yeah, they seem to have more success there. Is could Notre Dame come sniffing around now that he's committed to UK, and that be something to worry about? Um, let me check their commits real quick. Um, that I have not, because because that's ultimately what it comes down to. They've already got a top five class, and uh, they have a tight end committed too from uh, Charlotte Catholic School. So probably not. Probably not. Woohoo! Yeah, You're faulting into a player. Take that, Notre Dame. Um, one other thing from Vince's wedding I wanted to mention, because th- there could be some more recruiting stuff we get to. Um, did you see the Kelly Craft tweet from Vince's wedding? I did, yes. Is that Rocky Atkins that is in the picture with her? Oh, I don't know. I didn't even I didn't even check to notice to see. Because it, it kind of looks like him, and that would be, what if I mean, Kelly... It does look, does look like him. Yeah, I, I've I've met Rocky Atkins before. He had he was very just nice guy. Did was doing the politician thing and like just kind of listen to you talk. Um, uh, m- maybe we have some uh, political party changing up, or maybe Vince, Vince. That just shows you what kind of guy Vince is, where he's got Democratic and Republican politicians, uh, media members, football players, all the above at his wedding. I, mean, I think I just defaulted to that. Like that was Joe. But no, Joe's on the other side, yeah. But now that you're saying that. Yeah. Yeah. That it really seems like that was uh uh just a who's who of current former players. Like I love that uh the ushers were like Caddis and Dingle. You know, he just got his own position room to do it. Like that's great. Uh, but I didn't know that. That is great. Yeah, yeah. 
Good. Uh, Interesting. It, yeah, it sounds like it was a, a a real a real fun time. I'm sure. No, no fun at all was had during that wedding. Yeah, the the crafts and and UK football, they're they're good buddies right now, and uh, that's I think that can be beneficial for all UK fans. Oh yeah. Maybe some so. controversy there on the basketball side of things, but hey, as long as that money from the the craft well is still pumping, you, you just keep pumping it on into UK athletics. I don't care where it goes. Do you think they, they really should consider just getting a well to store all of that? The money, money in? yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you put it somewhere on campus. <laughs> just like sometimes, well, we got to go back to the well. Where you, is it? You that got they a bucket have... and you start whistling. <laughs> What what's the sword that's stuck in the stone? Oh, Excalibur. Yeah, yeah. I, I, what what uh, is it Disney World that has that? That sounds right. Probably that it's also a, from the might have gone away from the sword in the stone. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I just googled it. It's there. It's near Prince Charming's Regal Carousel. Oh. Uh, w- the well. So I think like when you can go to that sword in the stone at Disney Disney World or Disneyland. Disney I think World. it's Disney World, yeah. And like you can try to pull it out of the stone and it doesn't work, but sometimes they'll let it work and especially they'll do it if it's like, you know, a kid that maybe has a disability or something and they'll let the kid go up there and he'll do it and then somebody with a controller will like take the magnetics out of it and the sword will actually come out and it's cool and the people go crazy mm-hmm. and whatnot. UK's craft well. Once a day, a student can go to it, and like two hundred bucks just comes out. Oh, that'd be great. Tell me that that's not going to be like a huge thing on tours. Oh, like can we go see the craft well, please? You, you, please, you put it by Bowman, the Wildcat. Oh yeah. That, oh, folks will be lining up for that. It will need to be a literal well, and maybe you just have somebody at the bottom of it that, like, every so often they'll put money into it. Sometimes they don't. But then when, like, Mark Stoops comes around, then, yes, no, just ooh, that bad ooh. boy up. Instead of a sword, because we know that, uh, especially for the crafts, Cole keeps the light on, it's a pickaxe that's, wow. like, embedded into rocks. I like that. And and then when you pull it out, you, you the Cole whistle toots, and it's third down. Time to get a stop. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad idea. We're idea people here. Or maybe we put all this underneath the Colossus of Stoops when that finally gets built. Oh, <laughs> I forgot about the Colossus of Stoops. Who could forget the Colossus of Stoops? Not me. Not me. Man, uh, it's, I, I'm still trying to work on the funding for it. Yeah. Ooh, maybe we pictures. build the well first, and that's how you fund the Colossus of Stoops. Ah, great idea. Great idea. Uh, man, Mark and his... Uh, hair i hadn't seen him without a hat on in a while that thing is uh oh i don't know if i saw it yeah he's really really holding on i just i'm is is it ever going to be time for him you know like i he could just be the type of guy that's like when mother nature says it's time that's when it'll be time not when you goobers on radio tell me it's time i just would have thought that he would have done the plugs but i guess he was too late to the game you know like now it would be too obvious. It would be Kevin showing up to the wedding in Niagara Falls. He looked good at that wedding, though. Yeah, he did. Speak, speak. Yeah, I, I don't know. 
Scooch, what do you got? Speaking of bad hair, I was watching, or I was waiting last night for the start of the NASCAR race. Started at 7. Well, I was supposed to. But uh, it was on wave 3, and my gosh, have you all seen Kevin Harned? Man, yeah. What uh, is it, happening? Like, get rid of that, brother. It, it's one of those things that definitely... Uh, it creeps me out. He looks like a clown. Literally. It, they were... That's got to be something to do with like his bosses telling him like cuz your your TV bosses do have a say in your appearance to a degree. Especially if you're, you know, chief meteorologist Kevin Harden Wave 3 News, he's probably um you know, one of the top billing in town. So, I'm wondering how much they're telling him like if you do, you got to shave all the way, but I don't I feel like you can he can just buzz the sides back a little bit and then just take the postage stamp off because it is if you haven't seen it tj it really is just a little postage stamp like on the front by where his bangs belong so he's just got a i have not seen it. look so at look at up piece of hair. it's it's gnarly like he needs to get he needs to do something with it i don't care what his bosses are telling him the scoots you're not a fan of it no well, he hey, he's no he doesn't have Mark with the C's hair, but you know, he knows how to deliver deliver a forecast. Oh, he does a phenomenal job. I'll be the first to tell you. He's one of the best weathermen, if not the best, in this city, but that hair, oof. Yeah, I, I can't find anything on it. I'll have to keep a lookout for it moving forward. I'll find I'll but, find a picture for you. Like I said, shout out to Mark with the C. He was the one that told me about the microburst in Linden. So confirm that I wasn't going crazy with something seeing something wild go on right in front of my eyes. Uh, Roush, there was some bad football news over the weekend, and it wasn't a guy going to Ohio State. Nope, it was uh, DeKel Crowdis. He got arrested uh, Saturday morning in the early hours by UKPD. It was uh, underage DUI, so if he was 21, he would have been uh, under the legal limit. And... Uh, Probably just gotten like a reckless driving or something like that. Um, I didn't really see much of the details because they kind of scrubbed the arrest report. But uh, yeah, not not great, not ideal. UK says they're handling it internally. Um, I have a feeling, you know, it might be miss a game or something like that. But um, it's not the end of the world for Dickel. But I, there's there's part of me, TJ, that I don't want to say was not surprised, but. Uh, uh, Maturity has always been his, I don't, uh, his his weakness right now, and like just getting in trouble driving around with a little bit of pot after drinking some beers on a Saturday night, which is not smart, not smart. Um, they they said in the spring that was the big difference, and he he was just taking a more workmanlike approach. So you you hope that he can kind of kick back into the gear this fall because it does feel like very much a make or break season. He had the moment last year where he like kind of called out Scangarello in a press conference. That was weird. Then you have got this now, so uh, it's just it's, it's it's hard to tell what's going to be next for him. But I do think that it's not like we're never going to see him in a UK uniform ever again or anything like that. Yeah, I I, I hope that's not the case. Um, silly, yeah. Pretty much everything you said, I think, summed it up, Roush. I think UK. Football needs to get a nil deal with Lyft or Uber, potentially. Uh, this just seems to be happening probably more than it should. It is a big team, and then when you throw in the support staff, it is a ton of people. You can't expect everybody to make the right choice or the right decision. 
each and, and every time, although you wish they would. And you hope that they're just at least providing the resources that if they that it's that it makes it even dumber of choices that these people are making because of all the resources that are provided and all the reminders. You hope that that's the case, that if UK was really pressed on it, if UK football was really pressed on it, they'd say, listen, we have student managers ready to go pick these guys up. They know that they can call these numbers at any time. We've got we, we reimburse all Lyfts and Ubers. They just have to sh- you know screenshot us the receipt and we take care of it. You know, in this nil air, I don't know if that's legal or not legal, but who cares? I would just, I would like to know that, you know, actually, I'm, we're not going to know, so I shouldn't say I'd like to know, but you'd like to think that UK hopefully is doing everything in their power, but at the end of the day, they just can't hold every player or every coach's hands 24-7, yeah. and this is just a string of bad luck, but you can't make the case that th- this is too common with UK football. Again, big support staff, big teams, but it's it's almost like you're just knocking on the door to like tragedy until this gets addressed in a major way. I don't think Tekel Crowdis needs to be held responsible that several other people before him have had incidents in the past. Um, but then again, you also hope that the next time this happens, you hope that it doesn't happen, but you'd hope that like, hey, you all, we've got an issue with this stuff. Stop doing it and you'd hope that it doesn't happen again. And if it does happen again, you'd be you'd say, well, how does this player not know that this is an issue? You've got all this stuff going on. I don't know. Yeah, there's no easy fix to all this. Well, uh, don't I, don't I, need to be preachy or get on a high horse about it, but you just right. hope that it, it gets taken care of and it stops. You hope so, but um, and I don't want to sound like a defeatist or anything like that, but, I mean, it's, it's June. It's the offseason. They're college kids. This happens. Uh, kids get in trouble. Um, it's a dumb way to get in trouble, and it's like the one. I, I I would much rather you be fighting frat bros than driving around in, intoxicated and recklessly. Um, but I, like you said, I'm not going to cast any stones because there's certainly been times when I did things during summer when I thought nobody was on campus that I definitely shouldn't have done. Um, summer, you feel like you, you got the whole place to yourself, so you might – might get a little bit more uh might get a little bit more aggressive than than normal. Yeah, it's uh people make mistakes. Lucky for Decal here, it it's uh, it you know, hopefully going to be more of an expensive mistake. It's not a life-altering mistake uh, which can happen when you put yourself in a situation like that, but not being 21 dude, you you just have to know that like if anything happens and you find any alcohol in your system, it doesn't you, it doesn't matter what the number is with the alcohol. You're not 21. You're not supposed to have any of it. Like, got to be smarter than that. And then it falls back to the good old-fashioned, don't break the law while you're breaking the law. Yeah, you're yeah, underage and you're drinking, which, you know, you're not the – believe it or not, you're not the first college student to do that. Then you get behind the wheel, also not the first college student to ever do that. But, like, all right, that's a mistake. There's, like, your first big kind of crossing the line here. Yeah, but I'm not over the legal limit. doesn't matter. You're underage. You're going to get – you're going to get hit with that if you get in trouble. And then on top of it, let's just make sure we've got a little bit of marijuana for good measure. Like, come on. Yeah, decision-making's got to be better in that whole in that whole ordeal. But could have been a lot worse. you got to be happy that it's not. Um, but hopefully UK football will will learn from this before the, it is uh, – Something bad. Yeah, something yeah. real bad. Because I, I wrote about last week uh, 
when the Kroger Field got beer back on tap, one of the most popular tweets in response to that was actually from Tennessee fans saying, bring back the beer barrel. Because the beer barrel is an objectively cool trophy, and it feels like you're kind of talking out of two sides of your mouth if you can serve beer, but you can't have a beer barrel trophy. Um, when I was doing my research, I did not realize I knew that there was an alcohol-related accident and that people died. Um, I did not realize the very specifics of it, but Jason Watts was the driver. He was the only one that did not die um, in that accident. And it happened after senior day went over Vanderbilt. Well, they played at Tennessee the next week. So six days after a teammate dies and Tim Couch's best pal and they got to bury him, they got to go play the eventual national champs and then have a beer barrel trophy. Like, no wonder they got rid of it. I mean, the timing of it all, like, it just couldn't have been worse. And I really think that that, like, if if that happens just during the offseason, they probably don't discontinue the trophy. If anything, maybe, like, Tennessee fans will be like, well, Kentucky never wins it. What do we need it for? But having it that close to one another, I mean, you, you that, that would have been just uh, awful to be, you know, one of their family members after that. So I, I understand why they did it back then, but now – it's been 25 years. Um, I don't think we're celebrating uh, booze by it. Like, it's just a cool college football trophy. And it would be nice to to have another cool college trophy with a lot of history in the mix. Almost 100 years old. Bringing something like that back uh, in an era of realignment where we're losing a lot of traditions, uh, I think would be really cool. And, you know, not not a disrespect or um, to, to, to the people who suffered from that and other drunk driving incidents and stuff like that around campuses. Yeah, I don't get why you just can't call it the barrel. I mean, it is physically a barrel. I don't think there's actual beer inside of it. It would probably have gone bad by this point. They uh, call like, it the you- battle for the barrel. That's what it was called. And in the first, the first time they gave it out, TJ was doing prohibition. So they had to, it was, they wrote ice water on the barrel. The, so go, go back, go back to that. Uh, just just call it the barrel. What's inside the barrel? Your imaginations can run wild, and it could be a barrel of monkeys, like I think we've talked about on Kentucky oh, Roll yeah. Call before. Let and be- also, you don't really put beer in barrels either. Like beer goes in, or bourbon goes in barrels. So, yeah, I don't, I don't really know where they got that from. I guess, some, I guess you could put beer in a barrel, but for what? They, isn't I use uh, IU in Indiana? Isn't that the barrel? The bucket? Uh, the old old the old oaken bucket. Yeah, yeah, what do you put in a bucket? Like you could put beer in a bucket. That that's all right. Mm-hmm. We also have the old brass platoon with Michigan State. Oh man, that's, a, that's cool. I mean, that's just the Big cool. Ten. They have great rivalry trophies. Paul Bunyan's axe is my favorite. That thing is enormous. They do. They they have they, and then you get like Arkansas and LSU that play for that boot that's also ginormous, but that's just yeah. tacky big. <laughs> Like, you'd want Paul Bunyan's axe to be ginormous because, you know, it's Paul Bunyan's. Uh, I also appreciate that there's just, like, one of them that's, like, a a, a Paul Bunyan wooden statue that's kind of creepy, you know? Yeah, that, that's awesome, too. I think it's almost – it looks like it's carved out of wood. Yeah, yeah. Do it. Who would be the southern folklore hero that we could use, like, the Midwest used for, for, for Paul Bunyan? Oh, I don't know. Would it be uh, John Henry, steel-driving man? Possibly. Could yeah. you find a way to like incorporate Harriet Tubman, or is that is that too much? Eh, 
She's I think real. you want him. Yeah, exactly. I think you want him to be sort of mythical. Like if the swamp fox wasn't real, and you could like actually make a a fox and like yeah. turn him into like a part gator, That's like that good. could be. It could North, be good for like South Carolina, North, Florida, yeah. or something. If North Carolina joins the SEC, North Carolina, USC, UNC, they play for the Swamp Fox Trophy. There you yeah, go. yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Um, all right, that's the end of hour one. We'll Man, come back. What, we'll what were our brains are at on this Monday? Just really, really, really spinning in high gear. It's summer radio, baby, and we get to say that the rest of the summer. Anytime that we get way off topic and go down a silly road. Uh, we're going to tell you about Trey Mitchell in the latest there when we come back. UK basketball actually has some weirdly positive momentum. Not something that we always get to say, uh, at least this offseason. We'll come back. We'll tell you about that. An entire another hour. Kentucky Roll Call on Big Export Radio coming up. Next. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call, here on Big X Sports Radio. Okay. 1450 AM, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Monday morning. We appreciate you tuning in and you'll appreciate going to shadyrays.com and checking out the best polarized sunglasses that you can buy they started right here in kentucky and now it's a company that you're not going to be surprised if you run into wearing somebody wearing shady rays anywhere on the globe save 25 percent when you use promo code big x at checkout and go to shadyrays.com to see what all the fuss is about fun first hour a little off the wall at times the baby's daycare is they're just now getting power on so drop off got pushed till nine Mm. so got to hang out with the the baby and the wife during that commercial break there uh and had some toast nice little uh, addition to my my morning i'm not a toast toast. normally but figured i'd have some scoots Hey, I uh, I'm, I didn't tell you all. I'm actually surprised we have power at the studio this morning. So I pulled down Magnolia Lane, right? Just a beautiful street, if you haven't seen it. Um, and I get about halfway down the street, about to the stop sign. You all can picture it. And there's something really dark in the road. And I'm like, well, this doesn't look good. So I keep driving up, and then I see some, like, caution tape. And I'm like, well, what the heck? There is a huge, huge tree laying in the middle of the road. So I could not get back to the studio with my car. And there was even like, it had knocked down some power lines. So there was like a power line, like a foot off the road. So I had to park my car on the street and walk to the studio and being super cautious to not step on any of the power lines or come into contact with any of them. But it was crazy morning, crazy morning. Sounds like it. Sounds that like is, it. That is, that is wild. I'm surprised you didn't mention this so, when we're talking storms here to start the hour. So I've actually got my car on like the side street to the right of that stop sign there. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I'm 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 kind of worried. I'm, uh, I'm I'm anxious to see if she's all right when I get out there. <laughs> That's the, probably the furthest you've walked in years. Uh yeah yeah for sure. I we know I don't walk on the golf course so yeah. 
you, you probably were expecting some a, a little golf person to come up with a card and say, <laughs> you want me to take you to the studio here, Scoops? Hey, a golf cart couldn't have even made it. It's Yeah, it's wild. Hopefully they get it cleaned up pretty quick. I just imagine Scoots. Now you know what it was like, you know, the, when they were exploring the Western frontier. I imagine Scoots with your, like, well, you don't have any equipment. You don't bring a bag in, do you? Uh, no, no. I typically just have anything I carry on my person, yeah. Just imagine you, like, climbing this huge tree just to get – People are like, it's dangerous. What are you doing? I've got to do Kentucky roll call this morning. <laughs> I was I was inches away from just hitting you all up and being like, no show this morning. Can't get to the studio. But I was like, I'll get there. I'll find a way to make it. <laughs> Over the river and through the woods. <laughs> oh, uh, all right. This has been more of a personal text show than it has been the actual Thornton's text line. But I, I'm not I'm not mad about it. Uh, Texture says, oh, my, Roush was valedictorian and prom king. Are we sure this guy just wasn't a huge nerd? I mean, that's the prom king part. It defies it, right? You don't vote nerds to be prom king. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like when we were growing up, it was kind of cool to let, like, the dorky kids have the crown. No, no. Just the cool, cool kids. I don't know. Uh, It really, it was funny, though. Like, most of that stuff came down to, like, um, my friends just like the girl I was dating at the time. They were friends with her. They're like, oh, well, sure, we'll make her prom queen. So I guess that makes Ross prom king. Pretty pretty straightforward. So, I got a cool hat from it, though. It, it looks like a tuxedo hat. Do you still have it? Uh, it's somewhere around here. Uh, I haven't worn it. I don't know if I ever wore it besides that day, but it's. I think it's somewhere around here. I'm, that, that is a little surprising that you would never pull that out in college. I de- I definitely kept it in uh, the my old room for the longest time and just never thought to like bring it out. But yeah, maybe I need to dig through some boxes see if it's still around anywhere. I can definitely see you like getting drunk, putting that bad boy on, just running around town with it. <laughs> but I but I, I stand corrected. Roush, let's stand... go. Let's go out together and wear our king hats. Oh, I saw a kid yesterday that was rocking a Burger King crown at uh, the park, and I was just like, oh, man, what it was like to get one of those back in the day. I mean, that's basically what our crown looked like, a little Mickey Mouse crown. It was like, actually, it was pretty cool. It was like purple purple felt. It was pretty cool. Was it cool or was it a Mickey Mouse crown? I mean, it was very cheaply made. I'll be the first to tell you. Well, yeah. But looks, looks wise, it was okay. Okay. Uh, gosh, I'd have to ask the wife what it's called, but they have some like pageant that their sorority does. Mm-hmm. And the first year that I, I met her, she was in charge of like the tiara crown for it. And yeah. that thing was not cheap. So when Katie George won Miss Kentucky, um, like she, she came over to my wife's house afterwards, she had the crown. And we're like, well, can we see it? And uh, yeah, I I what that thing popped it on my head, very uncomfortable. Like I, I mean, it's definitely made for it to be like your hair is kind of like it sits on like a bed of hair or something, but very uncomfortable, very uncomfortable. Did your hair not do the supporting it's, that you did, that you did, needed? Did not have did not have enough cushion up there to help it out. Yeah, when I call my when I call now my wife, but she's had it since she was my girlfriend. 
that's the, what picture comes up is me wearing the little tiara, which <laughs> nice. I remember she was like, Let, we got to really be careful with this. Like if it breaks, I'm going to get in a lot of trouble. Uh, it didn't. And it was given away to some jabroni and the rest was history. So good on the DZ pageant, whatever it was called back in 2013. You all did it. Yeah. Whoever you, you all, all did it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know who else did it? Jeff Go Goodman. On. Jeff Goodman. Oh, he wow. he Jeff Goodman, he loves to have very strong takes, especially they they're at the strongest when he's here to defend coaches. And yesterday, uh Javon Quinterly, so he's McDonald's American, played a year for Jay Wright, and then spent the last three at Alabama. Yeah, he stunk at Villanova and then found found something at Alabama, but still was coming off the bench from time to time. Yeah, he was he was co six man of the year last year, even though he started in half the games, but he shared that honor with Antonio Reeves in the SEC. Yeah, bogus. Bogus. Yeah. Complete complete malarkey. Um, but Quinterly entered the portal. And Goodman had this to say, it's a complete joke. Should be an earlier deadline for everyone, undergrads and grad transfers, to have to go into the portal to be eligible and play this season. Still gives players more than enough time after the season ends. He just, he can't stand that million millionaire coaches have to do work. It's just, it's a travesty. It's a gripe. Man, where was this outcry when he was putting the asterisks next to Antonio Reeves, being like, he's not in the portal, but he's working towards it. Where was it? He's working towards it, but this is what's wrong with the tra- – he didn't have that long rant when it was yeah. the guy maybe doing it. That's kind of interesting. Weird, weird how that works. He just went on with good old-fashioned journalism then, calling yeah. up the registrar from, from – uh, Northern Illinois. Yeah, Northern or, Illinois. Or Illinois State, that's oh, what yeah. it was. I was yeah. going to say, I thought it was the state, but – I wanted to say Ball State. Knew it wasn't Ball State, uh, although that's where that Happy Gilmore golfer kid's going to play his golf. <laughs> it is, yeah, yeah, a lot of states there in the Indiana, Illinois area. Yeah, but where where was that outcry then? Hmm, that's weird. Yeah, just, it's almost totally like right. maybe Quinterly had to get some extra credits during the first summer session before he could be a grad transfer. Huh. Weird, is, Goodman. Is Goodman weird that. Oats boys. Is he sticking up for his boy in this instance? Uh, that I don't, I don't know factually one way or another, but I could, this is very much a coach take though. Like, let me just be mad that kids are in the portal at times that I said they couldn't or shouldn't be able to. And for what it's worth, that'd be cool. I'd be fine if they did have a deadline. Like if they, if they said, Hey, out, you know, out, uh, after June 1st, if you transfer, you're having to sit out a year, there's no waivers, there's no exceptions. We don't care if you're graduated, not graduated. If you haven't transferred by June 1st, you, you, you just can't. Like, there's there's no other option. There's no other ruling here. I'd be fine with that, but they don't have that. Like, this is – they don't have anything. And people have talked about it for years that, like, hey, this is going to kind of be the Wild West with this stuff. And everybody just said the players got to be able to do what they want. The players got to be able to do what they want. Well, now the players can do what they want, and what do you know, Roush? People are still whining and complaining about it. So we knew this was going to happen. Uh, it's happening. I'm fine if they can agree upon a date, if they want to make a rule. that I'm cool with that. That's fine. But in the meantime, until you don't, uh, folks, this is going to be an all-summer thing. You're going to get people that are going to be transferring out in August as well. Like, this, he's not going to be the last – semi-decent big name to enter the portal. I, I think you're going to probably see a, a couple more. It's not going to be like the mad dash that is April 
where you get a bunch of names, but there will be a slow leak of another name here or there. And mm. I, you know, I, who knows if Antonio Reeves didn't come back to UK, maybe UK's going all in on Quinterly. Just love some of the replies, but if Reeves went to the portal, it would have been okay. <laughs> I remember Cal was holding him hostage, but now, yeah, it's, it's, it's just, uh, absolute comedy. That's field 68 though for you yeah, is, yeah. uh, Cal holding a player hostage, but then when another school does it, it's, well, what do we got going on here? This is getting ridiculous. This is wild. I, I just, the thing is, is if you're a grad trans, if you're, if you're Making some hard and fast rule for grad transfers, it feels like you're making some hard and fast rule just for what five people. It's not it's not that common of a thing. It's just it's same thing you're dealing with on, on the football side of things. Like there was a couple of uh there was a kid that was committed to Notre Dame. UK was a finalist, um, and he ended up pulling out his name was Brandon Hillman. For whatever reason, it he he got out of Notre Dame late, and when he was the only recruit during this period, he had the highest demand. Um, I think he might have ended up at LSU, if I'm not mistaken. But um, that the the whip. This is actually in Quinterly's best interest because now he's one of only five guys on the market. So whoever needs a point guard is at their most desperate, and he has the most leverage possible now. So like. If you can go through four years of college and graduate, then you know what? Good for you, man. Like, I don't think Javon Cornway is going to make it out like gangbusters in the NBA. Now's his time to profit and go ahead and do it. Right? This is this is the best money-making few months of his life. He should be able to take advantage of it. All really good points. And I and I don't I don't disagree with everything that you're just saying there. And you're you're totally spot on about it. I think players more and more are starting to realize that when you are in demand, things are going to be a little bit better for you financially. Makes total sense to me. But when do you, so when's the deadline for Nick Roush though? Is it just when the fall semester starts that like, hey, that's when you're locked into a place or should you be able to leave in October and say, you know, I, I, I tried it. I didn't really like the way that we were meshing or forming and I want to go somewhere else. Where, where are you drawing the deadline at? So we already have an undergrad deadline. And um, I think I, I agree with Goodman that the undergrad deadline is too long. Like you don't same same thing with college football. You don't need forty five day periods, thirty max. I mean, it, maybe even less. Like it it should be a smaller window, much more compact because it's pretty crazy as is. But for graduates, yeah, it's as soon as your fall semester starts. Um, whatever the drop ad window is, like a, a week after classes begin, um, because you're because here's the other part too, TJ. As a graduate transfer, it's it's a little bit more difficult. I know a lot of places you just get into like their MBA program or something, but you know that's two weeks before or a week or so before the undergrad classes begin. So yeah, uh, as a graduate, you've 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 earned that right. Um, I think to to jump through all those hoops, um, you should get a little bit more freedom in your transferring options. So yes, uh, up until college or the fall semester begins. So like. Fall semester starts August 24th. Somebody August 21st can leave their team, go to a new team, as long as it's before the 24th. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which, right. And, and, and you know, I, I appreciate you kind of – that's kind of like, a, I think, a little hot take-ish, and I appreciate you standing by it. Yeah, and, um, and my thing, too, is like 
if that specific scenario were to play out, I don't think that his current team would be blindsided by it. I, because you, there would there would be tampering involved, right, at the next school, wherever he's going, because he would know his destination. So I would think that there would be some sort of understanding that if he's finishing up his last summer session to become uh, an undergraduate, to be able to go to grad school elsewhere, that, you know, people were kind of aware of the situation what's happening. Possibly. I, I think there could also be some surprises there as well. But um, th- I, I think I'm for a deadline. I'm against what you're saying, although I think all your points make sense, and I do think you should get some sort of reward for, for graduating. My sense is not to, like, cry to the coaches and it's so tough for them, wow, wow, wow. But under this premise, I think there's truth. And it's like you're making your schedules in the summer, and teams are going to schedule differently based on – their personnel, who they think they have versus what they think they can take on. And I, if a team, you know, loads up on a big schedule because they think they've got some good pieces, but then two of their grad transfers leave in August, then you're setting up like the team to fail. You're setting, you know, that's not hurting just the coaches. You're hurting your own teammates. You're hurting your own players. And it's not just from a scheduling standpoint. That goes with anything with an entire team. But you got to make your schedules and teams want to, if you've got a good team, you may be more willing to schedule harder, provide more fun matchups for the average college basketball fan. If you're Kenny Payne and you're just always in a rebuild mode, you're going to cancel games against DePaul because you think they're too tough and too difficult. And instead, you're going to just play terrible teams but then still lose to them too uh, and only win four games. So it does matter, and based on what you have on your roster, what you have on the depth chart, how you're going to schedule. So I do think there needs to be a – it needs to be earlier, but as long as it's just set in place for everybody, then coaches got to know that that's what they're dealing with. And you're right, Roush. I think most of the time they'd know in their locker room, like, hey, you know, so-and-so seems a little off. Uh, he's really been hitting the books lately. I, I do wonder if, like, he is maybe looking for a transfer potentially or that, – that's on them. They got to know that stuff. That's about player development, player relationships. That's stuff they should at least have an idea about. And if you're completely and totally blindsided about it, well, either one, it's bad luck, or two, it's bad coaching to a certain degree. Right. You got to have your people who Mm -hmm. know middlemen that hear whispers, right? Because, I mean, even in Quinterly's case, uh, Trilly Donovan, Trilly Donovan was tweeting about Quinterly uh, in mid-May, possibly leaving Alabama. And he kind of did like a victory lap when Quinterly did eventually enter the portal. But like that stuff is very prevalent. And if you just have no idea that it's going on, then you aren't doing your job. Yeah, it's it. This has been easily the craziest transfer portal season in its history. It's a small history. It's a young history. But this has been the wildest, and it's it's not totally done. Which it does still like slightly. Based kind of on what you were talking about, Roush, it does worry me a little bit that, like, is there any more twists and turns to the Antonio Reeves saga? Are we truly and completely done with it? Like, I I hope we are, but people are going to be transferring late. And until they get something set in place, if they ever do, uh, it's going to happen every year. And while we this will be the last go around with Antonio Reeves, there will probably be other Kentucky players down the road. Now, the thing is, you've got to be in school long enough to to graduate. 
and usually Kentucky guys they'll they'll leave after a year or transfer else uh, elsewhere. But uh, and Antonio Reeves, you know, he was only in for he was only in for one year as is. But and sure enough, having a problem graduating. Look at that. It is uh, just and to restate it again though, kind of crazy the conversations that were happening both about transfers and players getting paid like the 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 way that this the landscape of college athletics has changed just since we started doing the show as well all right we've got shots fired at, at, this is personal oh adam luckett in his little college football day countdown he always puts a picture to get you excited or maybe a video to get you excited and today's picture was the arkansas lsu boot Oh, wow. He must be listening to Roll Call. He's definitely listening to Roll Call. He knows what he's doing with that. It's just ugly. It's just an ugly trophy. I mean, it is ginormous, too. And they even put in quotations. I didn't even notice this. They even put in quotations on the trophy, the boot. Okay, because I I wasn't sure what I was looking at. You know, (laughs) to me, it looked like Arkansas and Louisiana state outlines, but I'm – Come to think of it, it is a boot. Thanks for spelling it out for me, Mr. Trophy. I get a little triggered by that one. Let's take our last break, come back, we'll get to the Thornton's text line. Uh, We didn't really even get into the Trey Mitchell conversation, so we'll have to do that as well. Uh, Looking good, though. Oh, maybe a KRC curse commitment? Are you saying, oh, that's is that inside scoop from Roush? Are you looking inside the data, the, the data board, the database? No, I mean, I just assumed that he would announce within he's the He's winking while he's saying this, everybody. He's doing one of those little wink things. And Roush is a horrible winker. We've talked about that oh, for years. The worst winker. We'll come back. We'll tell you all about it. He's here not on a winker. One final segment, TJ Walker, Mr. Oh, winker, Roush, and Scooter Dinkins. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Sit your five dollar ass down before I make change. Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Okay. Want to remind you the second annual Big X Kickoff Classic is September first at Elk Run. We're going to have a lot of fun. Make sure you reserve your spot by emailing bigxscramble at yahoo.com. Bigxscramble at yahoo.com. A lot of, uh, we've already got several. Several people have locked in their spot for September 1st, and you can get yours today. Just email bigxscramble at yahoo.com. Okay. Trey Mitchell didn't commit to UK yet, Roush, but things still looking good. Yeah, we had, um, as you alluded to on Friday, there was a when's he going to show up on campus kind of pissing contest between college basketball uh, folks online. But regardless, you know, he was spotted at Jeff Ruby's with Cal. So, um, TJ, I I don't know what your sources said, but um, chicken fingers or did he get the steak this time? Hmm. 
hope it wasn't the chicken fingers. Got to lock this Fingers one. crossed he learned the Hunter Dickinson lesson. Just get the steak, play it cool, or get like a fancy seafood option. Get if you just get a salad. Even if you just don't do the chicken fingers. Don't order off the kids' menu when with the recruit that you're trying to land. And we're saying all this jokingly, but also kind of seriously. Like you know, just just don't do it. You got to impress, Roush. You got to impress. Yes, uh, especially because you need to. Walk it up, Trey Mitchell, a uh, big guy that's played multiple levels. He's had success at UMass and at West Virginia. Um, would be a one-year deal, adding some quality depth in the interior. You really need that, so go ahead. Walk it up. It doesn't. There hasn't been any reports of any other school that's sniffing around. All of the, uh, you know, your Trillies and your Slaters of the world are all um, making it abundantly clear that this is Kentucky's Kentucky's in the driver's seat. So let's make it happen, Cal. Yeah, and the only thing there, gosh, did you see the the drama with Zagoria over uh, on Friday? The visits, no visits. Actually, now he does have visits. Uh, Zags, I had to I had to press pause on my Zag followership. It just, mm. yeah. Uh, I, I couldn't do it anymore. Not not. It wasn't just the tennis stuff. It was mostly the like pandering to UK fan stuff for clicks that I was just like, all right, I'm a little annoyed. If I if something you say I need to see, I'll end up seeing it. Yeah, I I think I unfollowed him during one of his like tennis outbursts, which is tweet whatever you want, do what you want when you're popping. Roush has always said that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just not not for me. Just not the yeah. not not the tennis audience, unfortunately. So. I think that was when I did it, but yeah, he was pretty adamant that like no visits had been scheduled, and he hadn't even heard from Kentucky. Okay, never mind, he has heard from Kentucky, but no visits are scheduled. Okay, he is visiting UK. Just now, it's official though. It wasn't official when everybody was saying this twelve hours before. He was way he was way behind the eight ball. Uh, he succumbed to unfortunately what I believe in this recruitment was misinformation. Maybe even disinformation, whichever way really you mm-hmm. want to go with it. Uh, but to hide the idea of tampering, you've got a reputable journalist in Zagoria saying that, like, no, he look, other schools had even reached out before Kentucky did. How was UK tampering when they weren't even one of the first schools to reach out? And versus, hey, are you all tampering? Because there was rumors he was going to UK before he even entered the portal. And then he entered the portal and UK was the only school that recruited him. And he only visited UK and then he committed. Are you there? Are you sure there wasn't tampering going on? First and foremost, nothing's going to come of any tampering sort of allegations or rulings. And if the NCAA has shown us anything as of late, slap on the wrist at most, even if you got just totally blatantly caught tampering they're not going to do anything. They're not going to vacate a season. They're not going to make a player ineligible. At worst, they're maybe giving the coach like a couple games. And that's if they ever prove it. And that's going to take a lot of time to be able to prove it. So the season's probably going to happen. Worst case, the coach the following year would get a couple game suspension. But there are. it's better just to not even have to potentially deal with the headache. So sometimes, UK has done this in the past, 
where something's been very clearly and obvious UK, they will try to make it seem not as much so. And this is what they're doing in this instance. And Zagoria fell for it. Uh, they're trying to get it out there that it's kind of an open race for, for Trey Mitchell's services, when in reality, it's really UK. And I don't really have a, a lot of, of sources. I, I don't really tap into them, even the ones that I do have, just because it's not, I don't, I don't really have to, and I don't really want to bug people with that stuff. But in Pittsburgh, there are a couple people that just back covering Under Armour tournaments up there and other AAU events and whatnot. I, I do know a few folks in Pittsburgh. And they even they one even said that there's a chance that he may even just take another visit just to really throw everybody off the scent of tampering. But it, it's signed, sealed, delivered, Kentucky. There's nothing. There's nothing to sweat for UK fans, even if you do hear about him potentially taking another visit. Although I, my just reading between the lines, and it's a guess, not inside information. I bet he doesn't. I, this almost just seems like, hey, we need you. We need to get you on campus. We need to get rolling. We're playing basketball here in a few weeks. So, and then I don't know. So, my point is, if he does end up taking another visit, I wouldn't panic about it. Uh, but my guess is he doesn't, and he ends up just committing to UK sooner rather than later, Roush. And your inside info, you're kind of wink winking, saying it may be today, huh? I mean, I, what, what are you waiting on? Let's make it happen, Trey Mitchell. Um, like I said, though, not inside info, um, but. Are we really? Who cares about tampering? Nobody. It's just what whiny coaches say really whenever is. they lose a player. It, 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 and like how you know West Virginia is a team full of transfers. You all don't think like that's the thing is anytime you're going to point at anybody else for tampering, you probably would have done it and you just overlook it because it's for your team, not against your team. Mm-hmm. And that's like for. Uh, the UK fans that were kind of whining that Antonio Reeves was being tampered with, just stop. Like, the, it's obvious that stuff happens. It's going to happen with UK guys. UK is going to do it to other guys. Is there tampering involved in Trey Mitchell? I'd almost guarantee that, like, one of UK's assistant coaches was like, hmm, you know, we, we could use a four here long before he entered the transfer portal. So absolutely, I bet Kentucky has tampered with Trey Mitchell, just like Antonio Reeves was tampered with and – 99% of other players in the transfer portal. They don't just go in there blindly. Nope. They usually got a place that mm-hmm. – I mean, one piece of advice that I've heard a coach give is don't enter the transfer portal unless you've got a landing spot. Yeah. Like, that's a very common – I tell people, know where you're going to go before you enter, which is not how it's supposed to work, but that's just how it works. It's the way it goes. A texter that texted into the Justin Kalen and Trevor Kelsey show said, it's Friday, nobody wants sports from you goobers. We want the craziness. Give the people what they want. Did you give it to him, Scoots? I'd like to think we did, yeah. Hmm. Well, uh, sounds you like Mike Rutherford give him the craziness today. Uh, it, was, it was crazy at times, yeah. Not overall crazy, but it was crazy at times. And Rutherford is back today. Correct. I bet he's going to have some wild and wacky vacation stories. Well, he's got three hours to fill it, so. He's a pretty funny Instagram follow. Yeah. Um, his his Louisville Colonels tweets have been uh, fun as of late because, yeah, they're popular. He's tweeting about the Louisville Colonels? 
uh, all of the just uh, kooky stats that are out there right now. Like there was a guy named Chicken Fox. Oh, gotcha. The yeah. baseball Louisville Colonels. Yes, yes, yes. They're chicken hot in the streets. Chicken Wolf. Chicken Wolf. Sorry. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, how could I forget Chicken Wolf? Um, I was more a little disturbed that it's like, man, he lived to forty, and he was probably an old man in nineteen oh three standards. Yeah, he's buried at Cave Hill Cemetery. Yeah. We can get back our cemetery conversation. Yeah. Riveting radio. No reason to do that again. I sent the hotel uh, guest there the other day, by the way. To Cave Ooh. Hill? Yeah. He was on like a, he was doing was, like a was tour. Time for a cool spot in town? He was, yeah. So he was going, he said he was doing a ghost tour downtown. And then basically this guy's just traveling through like Illinois, Indiana, Kentucky, and then Tennessee. His his actual goal was to get down to Nashville, and he only had one day left in his vacation when he was with us. So he was like, I don't even know if I'm going to make it down to Nashville. But yeah, he was looking for stuff to do. I told him about Cave Hill. I told him I'm not a cemetery guy, but everybody I know really likes it. So I'm hoping he went and checked it out. Um. Interesting move, given a recommendation for a place you've never been. I mean, he wanted he's going on a ghost tour, so what what no, goes with a ghost tour cemetery? But you need to get to Cave Hill yourself, buddy. Uh, it freaks me out. I'm good. Um, Very peaceful. It, I'm sure you all have seen it by now, but just while we're mentioning the the call of Ellie De La Cruz's triple is just so cool. It was electric. Cincinnati was was lit, as the kids would say. Well, you got to, I mean, I feel like you got to play it if you're going to say how cool it is. Everybody's seen it by now. It's awesome. And we can't hear it. So it would kind of ruin it for me. You know, I want to hear it again. I've heard it probably four times now. Classic radio. You all, this audio clip is so amazing, but you'll have to go find it yourselves. Well, Scoots can play us, play us out with it. It's great. He kind of like, he hits like another level, the play by play guys who I, I forget his name, but. He just and he hits for the cycle. Like it's 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 great. It's great. Uh, one of only seven in Cincinnati Reds history. Um, uh, the first guy's name was Long John too, like Long John Hatfield or something like that. <laughs> oh, I love gold baseball games. First first player in MLB history to have a cycle within the first six innings of a game. Oh wow! He, How so about he that? Did it in his first four at bats. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> crazy. He 10.8 did. seconds. That boy's it fast. is nuts how quickly he got around the bases. Yeah, he's just they, – they don't make many like him. <laughs> they really don't. No, it, it's uh, it's crazy. And every one Red, of those hits, too, he fun. kept he kept like hitting line drives just off the wall. And then some of them would either hit the wall, one of them went over. Like, he just every time he just – it's a freaking rocket off that bat. Texter says, pardon my take last week, brought up an interesting subject matter that spread its way around my work this week. What is your average screen time? What screen time is too much screen time on average? Gosh, I've known some, it was, I think, like the girls in our family, or maybe it was a a friend group, but it was a group of girls. And they were like going around to people being like, what's your screen time? Which to if they would have made their way around to me, I would have told them my my screen time's mind your own business. You're not going to find out what my screen time is, um, which is of course what somebody would say if they had just an embarrassing embarrassingly high amount of screen time, which mine very well could have been. Um, but I don't know. I feel like that's almost somewhat like weirdly private. Um, and secondly, some people have to be on their phones for work too. But 
what screen time is too much screen time? I, I I don't even know. Like it's one of those things I don't want to know. So I don't I don't get I don't get those updates. Every once in a while I might get one for my computer. Like I'll I'll log on on like a random weekend. I feel like they're always on like a Saturday or Sunday and they'll say, Your average screen time is five and a half hours a day or six and a half hours a day. That's up or down. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I don't care. I, I know it's more than I would like it to be, but that's my life. That's my work. I think if you're hitting eight hours on screen time, that's probably too much. If you're on your phone for half the time you're awake in a day, probably should probably should put it down. Unless you're unless TJ, like you said, you're using it for work or something, then it's then it's different. Yeah, it's see, that's the thing. It's just you don't really know why somebody's on it, and nobody's going to be like, "Well, I'm on it because I just don't do anything else in my life besides look at my phone." Um, it's like the Tim Robinson sketch. Roush just coming back to that. <laughs> we seem to always come back to. I think you should leave. Uh, that's the thing is nobody's going to probably be totally candid with you. Secondly, who really cares? Even if they are on their phone, if that's what makes them happy, I guess. Um, I don't know. I think I'm somewhere around seven ish, which is probably too high, but I have to be on my phone frequently for work. And secondly, it's just also how some people consume newspapers nowadays. Like instead of being on the subway with a newspaper, people just be on their phone, reading articles, reading Hmm. different tweets and trying to find different information that they find interesting to their interest. Uh, It's just kind of different, but Texter, what I wonder what the average answer was that people came up with because I, I wouldn't even know where to begin. No, nope. besides just my own because I can look it up. So I guess I'm on average. I would say I'm maybe a little bit higher than most people on average. I would guess. So maybe the average is like five or six. Probably something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just shows too. Um, I'm fascinated the long-term studies on how our bodies are handling all this because like, staring at like that that's a new development in the human evolution that are our eyes and ears ready for all of this overstimulation so oh, i mean probably, probably most most likely not yeah 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 we're all going to be blind deaf and dumb for too long um if mitchell commits during the coming week will he be eligible to play in the games of canada and why is it questionable about Yugo? i don't I don't know what the questionable about Yugo part is, but yeah, I would assume he'd be able to like what I don't know what would be holding him back. I haven't seen any reports that eligibility concerns would be holding him back. Uh, in fact, it was the opposite uh, that yeah. he would be able to play. Yeah, same. I, I, I definitely Trey Mitchell would be able to play and I don't know why you gonna wouldn't be able to play. That would if Trey Mitchell commits to UK, like we all are expecting him to do, then yeah, there's there's going to be your front court. Yeah, be nice, be real nice, Clark. Um, but yeah, I don't. I do wish we could get a little sumto in in Canada. That's not going to happen though. No, it does not feel like it. It does make you want to like you know. Let's assume UK does get Trey Mitchell. The front court in Canada is going to be like you gonna you ready to play forty minutes, buddy? You're going to play 40 minutes. <laughs> and Trey Mitchell, like, you know, we could probably play a little small ball four. That's what they'll do, I guess, is probably just move Trey Mitchell to the five. But between those two guys, hope you're ready to get your butts in shape because they're not going to have anybody else to be able to put down there. Tough. But, hey, Justin Edwards, Jordan Burke, stretch four, I'm all for it. Bring it on. 
And then, folks, we got to stop getting excited seeing Joey Hart dunk. Yeah, yeah. I just we <laughs> like he's a D one basketball player. He can dunk. <laughs> Right? Oh, man. It's so funny. <laughs> People were losing their minds like, whoa, gee, Willikers, this guy can get up. He can dunk. He can dunk. He's going to dunk in games, too, believe oh, it or not. Oh, man. Another texter on the Thornton's text line says, most points you ever scored in a game. I think 41 in an exhibition, like scrimmage, and then had 34 in a real game, 36 in a real game. Yeah, I don't know about when I was uh, peaking in, like, middle school. That was when I was in my best scoring time in, like, AAU and stuff. But um, I think in high school I had a 25-point game. Um, oh, yeah, I bet you growing up just – sometimes you just be significantly bigger than whatever another team would have to offer. Well, and it's especially, like, AAU games, um, you know, like – they're a lot more high scoring, a lot less defense. I'm sure the point totals were even higher then, but I wouldn't have – you know. Yeah. Yeah, I was right. always jealous of like the big guy that could just miss and rebound, miss and rebound, miss and re- oh, he finally made it. Okay. About time. I was always jealous yeah. of those guys. I dropped eighty once. Mm. On two K with Michael Jordan. That's pretty good though. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. That's a lot Hard. of points. Hard to do. Yeah. Uh, Scoots, I bet you had a game where you were probably just on fire from three. No, I didn't play much basketball. I was too little, remember? Yeah, but you were you had you were I did play shooter. yeah, I did play like in college. Like we would just go to the to one of the gyms and play. But I don't I mean I don't remember what my high school, probably like eighteen. Splash six threes, no big deal. Nice, yeah. That's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Scooch, what's the most unreasonable request a customer has made to you at the hotel? Ooh, that's a great question. Um I can't think of anything crazy off the top of my head, but I will tell you, I don't work at a full-service hotel. I never have. So we get a lot of like full-service requests and people that are mad that we don't have full-service. And it's like, you could have looked into that before you came. I did have a guy a couple weeks ago basically expect me to make his breakfast plate when it's a buffet line and you go through yourself. So that was pretty ridiculous. <laughs> That's kind of funny. What did you tell him? You tell him to get lost? Well, yeah, I mean, basically, he he just came up to me and he was like, so what do I just make my own plate here? And I was like, yeah, you see everybody else in line doing the exact same thing, jerk? He could have just been confused. I hate people. I hate people so much. I was telling a coworker yesterday, I've got to get out of the hotel business ASAP. What, um, what do you mean by full service hotel? Like, what? So there's like hotels, they'll like room service, they'll bring you food up and like whatever, uh, basically okay. whatever you want to deliver to your room, they'll do that. But I've never worked gotcha. at a hotel like that. Got you. A texter on the Thornton text line says, Good morning to all. Good morning to you. Thanks for texting that. That was my pops. That was Papa, Papa Scoots. Oh, Papa Scoots texting in. This is, this is the second time in the last week he's listened to the show. I'm, I'm proud of him. He's getting better. He's probably just proud of hearing his baby boy on the big radio <laughs> waves. That's you, Scoots. That is me. You're yeah. the baby. You're the baby boy. <laughs> Confirmed. John here. Good morning, everyone. Summer question time. Tell me what's better: corn on the cob or just corn on your plate? Also, would you rather play a game of bowling or pool? We'll got to go talk to you later. Pool and uh, cob. Yeah, cob's fun. Yeah, I'm a cob guy for sure, and I'd rather bowl. 
unless you get uh if you do the have you ever had the um like the the mexican corn i think it's like añejo street corn. yeah like street corn mm-hmm. that that cut off the cob like if you mix all the stuff up separately is much easier and it's so good it's also uh, really good on the cob though even street corn I, yeah it's, it's sometimes like the little cheese things can fall off it gets messy yeah give me corn on the plate and let's go bowling teach all righty Kirby says, nothing worse than the pity prom king from the group. Yikes, Roush. (laughs) (laughs) A texter says, can we talk about Burke's crazy athleticism? What former UK player does this game remind you of? On three had a great write-up about him. He seems underrated. Uh, He's a great scorer. You know, I don't don't know about a comparison, just because the tape on him is so limited. I Um, I did... um... Oh, actually, never mind. That was um, that was the Rutgers guy. I'm confusing. So my apologies. Go backwards. But yeah, it, I, I I don't always like doing those, especially when uh, when I don't really know. I don't really know what to think of this guy because obviously there were some good players in overtime elite, but you know what? If they were so good, like he's 172, it's just it's very hard for me to wrap my brain around what this guy can actually do right away. He kind of reminds me of, uh, just from like a look standpoint, I think this guy was a little bit smaller than Burks, but we're talking about Burks, right? Jordan Burks? Yes. Yeah. He kind of reminds me of just like a Jordan McRae. The old Tennessee player? Yeah. The name's familiar, but I can't. He's just like he, long, lengthy. Yeah. I think he was more guard, where Burks is probably going to be more wing forward. Um, but just they—I they, don't know. They just their game, like their games, remind me of each other's a little bit, and their style reminds me a little bit of one another. But they do kind of play different positions, so I don't know why he came to mind first. But um, it'd be great. He was—he was a really nice player at Tennessee, although I think he didn't really start to flourish until his junior senior year. But um, I don't know. I need to. I need to see more Burks before I could give a better answer than that, for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, hey, we got plenty of time to watch him this summer. Then discuss. Um, another texture says, "I heard Trey Mitchell would be able to play if his graduate program was offering summer classes." Okay. Interesting. That works. Yeah. For the Canada trip. I don't know why that would matter though. This is like unassociated with college. This School, is like a yeah. I guess, team USA sort of deal. I guess technically maybe he would have to be enrolled to be like under the insurance or something like that. But I, if you're enrolled for future programs, does it matter if it's present? I don't know. That's a, it's a good question. And secondly, I was under the impression that like, I thought the UK could theoretically go add players from like not playing for UK this year if they wanted to. It's just, you know, no other college is probably going to be cool to loan a player to UK, UK's practice squad. And secondly, UK is not going to want players that aren't going to be playing with the team to be like meshing with players. They're, they were, they're going to want to use this as a bonding exercise. But I wasn't under the impression UK could go grab, you know, theoretically go grab somebody from U of L if they wanted to for this, because this mm-hmm. is, you know, not associated with college. Uh, Texter says the people are taking or talking about screen time because of a recent study that's correlating screen time to depression, anxiety, and suicidal ideations. The results aren't great. 
mostly the study that shot up on me again. Mostly the study focuses on kids as a teens, but I'm sure it's affecting all of us to varying degrees. Mook. Well, Mook, that's not coming off as a surprise to anybody, right? Yeah. I mean, you're living your life through a screen instead of actually living it. Yeah. You're see like, again, you know, that's why sometimes it's refreshing to go out and like mingle with other people and they'll be like, man, people actually aren't mean, terrible, horrible people. Well, yeah, because people on the screens are kind of dictating messages that you're getting and feelings that you're su- that you're supposed to be feeling, and that can eventually become a reality for a lot of folks. And you're comparing yourself to all these different people and doing all this different stuff. It's definitely unhealthy. It's you got to just be able to try to break away when you can. Um, but oh, I, I don't doubt. I, I'm curious to read those studies myself, though, Mook. Thanks for sending that in. Well, Roush is saying that we may get a commitment today, so everybody be on the lookout there. Not the way we wanted to end the show. We could get one tomorrow. Could get, let's just Trey Mitchell. L- just toss LSU it. or Florida. I'll take LSU. Uh, I, I, that's who I'm rooting for. Same let's LSU. Yep. Oh, okay, well that's boring. We have a clean sweep. Everybody have a great Monday. Thanks for all the texts into the show. Everybody enjoy your day. We'll be back tomorrow at 7 a.m. This is Kentucky Roll Call and Big X Sports Radio. Roll Cup. Smile.